Good afternoon and welcome to the Homeowner Show on TM Live. I'm Kerry Hayes, editor of SA Homeowner Magazine, and I'm so thrilled to have you with us today. We have a great show lined up. We are going to be talking to Colonial Stone. And please stay with us. We are on Twitter at SA Homeowner, hashtag Homeowner Show. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, and we'll be back after this. Hello and welcome back to the Homeowner Show on TM Live. I'm Kerry Hayes, editor of SA Homeowner Magazine. And today we are in studio with one of the founding directors of the Colonial Stone Company, Alison Vaya. Welcome. Thank you, Kerry. Great to have you in studio today and a long-awaited appointment that we've been trying to get hold of each other to have this interview. Yes, we have. So, Alison, if you read Colonial, uh, if you read SA Homeowner magazine, the Colonial Stone Company is one of those names that really is second nature to a reader. Take us back to the humble beginnings of the company and what created or inspired the creation of the Colonial Stone Company. Well, Kerry, we felt that there was a gap in the market for good decorative stonework that could really give accents to the home. There was a lot of basic stuff around, basic pavers, but not a lot of fine finishes. So we saw that there was a gap in the market. At the time, my husband was a director of another company um, so we started this as a sideline, a simple little sideline on a field in Amalgam 16 years ago. And within a year, we had to move premises and we bought new factory land. And since then, uh, 15 years later, we've now evolved, I think, into a company of a lot of substance and stature in the industry where we really offer the homeowner a huge variety of products from flagstones to cobbles to cladding so that when we work in a home, there's a really holistic solution. It's not, you're not just using one element, it's a really designed input. So that is where I think our, some of our goals have been met, but we're obviously constantly evolving going forward. And I think that's great. When you find something that is really part of your passion that you have the right formula for, and that truly is filling a gap in the market, then you are really set to win. I think it's, uh, what did Gary P Players say? You practice, the more I practice, the luckier I get. Well, we certainly practiced hard, but with passion. And it's only the passion. If the passion drives you, the results come of their own accord. I think that's true for almost every successful company. But certainly in our industry where you're dealing with artistic elements, it's the passion. Absolutely. And one of the things that I admire so much about Colonial Stone is the passion is always there. It's not something that was ignited in the beginning and kind of then just fizzled out to running a business. Every project that your team does, you can see is filled with passion for the product, is filled with passion for the service that you offer to the homeowners. I think the key to any successful company is staying humble. Always staying humble. You're only as good as the last job. If you have that as your mantra, you will stay always on the edge of excellence because that's what it takes and sometimes people come to shows and there I am standing on the stand 16, year la 16 years later I'm still standing on the stand still interacting with clients why because I love it because I love my clients for me it's not work for me it's just part of who I am it's almost become part of my DNA I like that and I think that should be the mantra for any successful business person Let's talk a little bit about the, the space that your company is situated in, in Hanijuha Ting. It really is far more than just 
a space or a showroom. Tell us the purpose of creating this interactive place where visitors can literally walk the path of the products that you offer. Well, I think what drove that need or what we perceived as a need for a lifestyle showroom was our passion for design. We wanted clients to come there and make informed choices about the color, the texture, the look, where they could see a patio laid, they could see a wall clad, they could see a garden landscaped. I think it makes all the difference. So by making an informed choice, it's just so much better than seeing a sample on a board. A sample on a, bo on a board does not give you any idea of how it's going to translate. As well as that, we let clients go home with samples, touch it, feel it, look at the color in the home. That's just how we operate because we want every job to be the very best it can be for that home. The other element of it is that we love to play, so we play with our products. And finally, the last one is that we want to come, when people come to our showroom, for people to feel at home. They w we would like them from the moment they drive into the driveway, they peel off from an industrial area and they turn left and they're in a park. There are trees, there's lawns, and we even have resident owls. And then on Saturdays, we have children playing with our fake sheep. So all those elements combine to make mom and dad a lot less stressed when they're shopping, because as you know, shopping for building is incredibly stressful. So we try to play. There's an element of playfulness alongside the professionalism. And you also have a showroom in four ways. Yes, that showroom is based on Witkopen Road. It's got a big a dramatic tent at the bottom with an entertainment area and a tiered, quite a contemporary looking showroom with the products all very clean, well laid out in a very contemporary way. But it showcases that we work in both a classical idiom and genre and we also play with character homes and contemporary homes. So we don't pigeonhole ourselves, so our showrooms also reflect slightly different nuances in how we position ourselves. Now, I'm very excited because you're building a new factory, and we were chatting a little bit about this off-air. Mm -hmm. Just to, to whet the appetites of anyone who has actually been to your really amazing honeydew space, tell us what's happening at the factory. Well, it's a long-term vision, but we've bought uh, an extensive property where we ho hope to create an extensive factory office park. So we'll have all our factories relocated ultimately into a huge space with landscaped areas in between and even bigger offices with even bigger landscaped showroom environment. So that's our vision going forward. So yeah, it's a, it's a big transition for us, but that just shows the magnitude of our dreams and the magnitude of our strategy and visioning. And I think also the belief in your products mm -hmm. and how those products are growing in the market. Yes, no, absolutely. Now, all of these spaces will be Gauteng-based. If I live in Cape Town, for example, how would I get access to your really incredible products? I think the best way to access the products is going onto the website, which is www.istone.co.za, or if you type in Colonial Stone, you'll still reach the same destination. And the website is extensive. We've, we've amassed years of projects so if you go into each one of those ranges you'll see a variety of projects which are quite inspirational if you're building a home if you're renovating you look on the website you go oh i didn't think you could use it like that or 
wow, that's a different take, or that looks like the corner of what our garden could be. So I think all of that is very inspirational. And what one can do is if you like a particular range, we can organize to get samples couriered um, so that you can touch and feel. And yes, we have delivered to Zimbabwe, Congo, Zambia, Seychelles, Mauritius, um, and various other places, farmhouses in the Karoo. So it's really people who are looking for a specific look and feel. And if you missed that website address, please don't worry. We will be putting everything on our website with the podcast. Now that we are in the throes of talking about the products, take us through the services and the product ranges that Colonial Stone has to offer. Kerry, there are 10 ranges, 10 ranges on the flagstone. So on the flagstone offering, which is the large pavers, we have different flooring landscaping ranges, ranging from the Cotswold range, which is your classic stone finish, to a Moroccan range, to a French provincial range. So there's a range of different flooring gardening finishes, as well as a huge number of bullnose accessories that correlate. So I think we've got a very large accessory base linked to our flagstones. On the cobbles, we've got five ranges, which can be combined with textures, colors. And on the cladding, we've got 15 different ranges of cladding all which correlate with the flagstones. Over and above that, we still have accessories, which all link to how we work in projects. For example, there'll be a window surround, there'll be a plug point, there'll be a lamp mount for the cladding. It's all about the detail, and it's all about making the product look finished. Finished. So there really is options, or there are options for any kind of style, taste, and flavor. Yes. Do you focus more on the indoors or outdoors? And where do you find South Africans are laying most of their simulated stone? Actually, let's let's start at the beginning. What is simulated stone? Okay. Simulated stone is manufactured or engineered stone or cast stone, which means it's not quarried stone. So it hasn't been taken out of the mountain. It is man-made. That's essentially the dis- difference. Within the simulated stone market, there is a variety of product offerings from a very basic rough quite crude looking product to a quite sophisticated good looking finished product so we like to regard ourselves as the top one of the top companies in the industry in the simulated stone overseas a lot of the cladding is called stone veneer Um, that's the international terminology so we I think are very much akin to the international level stone veneer but that's the scope of the simulated stone industry. So where would you say South Africans are mostly using your products, indoors or outdoors? I would say outdoors on the simulated stone side because we South Africans, we love to braai, as you know. Indeed. So we build our whole house around the braai or the entertaining or the cocktails outside and that's why we live in Africa. Because and that's why some of us live in Gauteng because the weather's so good. So we see a lot of focus on entertainment areas. If you look at the resale value of your home, a lot of it hinges on the outdoor area. So yes, you can have big bedrooms, small bedrooms, good bathroom finishes, good kitchen finishes. But a lot of what people are drawn to when they go into a house is where do people relax? and we relax a lot of outdoors. So there's a massive trend now 
towards beautiful pool pavilions, not just the pool. It has a pavilion next to the pool. You entertain the pool. You have an outdoor kitchen, complete uh, fire pits, herb gardens with seating that are part of the retreat. It's part of organic cooking together with sitting in the herb garden. So wine cellars, all of that leads to sacred spaces, what I call sacred spaces. With all the emphasis on social media, everybody is so pressurized. If you think about the lives we live today compared to the lives our parents used to live, they used to wait to get a quote in the post. We are just nonstop on the go, bombarded. We live at the end of our cell phones. We live at the end of just pressure. So I think that's why so much emphasis on that sacred space where I can just switch off and be in my home with my family. Now that is actually incredibly valuable advice. If you are looking at renovating or buying a home or even selling your home, take a look at your entertainment space. Um, see, see what needs to be done, what you can tweak and contact professionals if you need to. It is a bit of a cost, but wow, is that an investment in your resale value? Yes, absolutely. Alison, what would you say is the most popular range at the moment of Colonial Stone products? I think we have a unique range, um, and that has become increasingly popular over this last year. We've had it for a while, but it just seems to have spiked in the last while. Can't quite keep, keep up. Um, it's a French provincial range that's actually replicas of an old villa in France uh, where we reclaimed the stone. So it's got the scuff marks of decades um, in it, and we antique it to give it a replica of the the natural stone floor look. And there is a company in in the UK, and they're based in in LA as well, um, who actually do do real stone taken from a villa, but it costs thousands of pounds per square meter. And so we give the equivalent kind of look, not at that level, but the equivalent kind of look and feel um, for a fraction of the cost, which just, it's got a very different feel. And I think where that's coming from, it almost alludes to the same point we were making about people wanting to cocoon and have some sacred space. It's got character. People are drawn to wanting something individual with character. I think that it's, it's synonymous with that trend. Would you say that it's maybe also feeding a little bit into the nostalgic movement that we seem to be experiencing over the past year? People wanting to get back to to simpler times, to times that were more wholesome maybe, that were less bombarded by technology and the fast-paced rat race of today? Very much so. I mean, obviously you get a clientele who love that edgy, very clean, minimalist look of a magnificent home overlooking Camps Bay. That's a certain genre. That has a certain look and feel and touch. But a lot of clients are looking for that character. And I think you're right. I think there is some of that wanting to get into something that's raw and real and taps into our history and our soul. And I think there's almost a yearning for something to recapture that. Just as we're talking about this, I'm imagining myself outside on this beautiful outdoor villa with these French provincial flagstones, just putting me in a good space. So before we take a music break, I just want to ask you about colors. I'm, I'm a very color-orientated person. Color orientates uh, my mood. It's, it's how I feel. It's what I enjoy. What colors are people incorporating into their spaces with your stone? 
Years ago, people were going for, when we started the company, late 1990s, a lot of people were going for these very vibrant yellow color houses. Some of the younger generation won't even recall that. And then a lot of terracotta tiles. The market has shifted so dramatically. It went through a whole wave of soft beiges and creams. And now the market in the last few years has shifted dramatically to cool grays. Dramatic silvers, metallics in the more modern look, but on the more character soft homes, definitely a huge trend towards soft grays, soft creams, very soft colors. Maybe it's, 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 it's what we're saying. The trend is for softness, it's for character. It's, it, maybe that's part of it. Now, I find that very interesting because we are seeing or we have been seeing gray as a very popular color in decor mm. and in fashion as well. So it just goes to show that trends can run through from industry to industry. Very much so. If I want to look at what the trends are, I look for a year down the line from all the top catwalks. So I take my trending from the catwalks. I can see exactly if leopard print is in, then the earth tones are going to come in. If I see a lot of the silvers and metallics, it automatically translates into the interior design industry and then it filters into our industry. Well, let's take a few moments to grab a cup of coffee and tea. Please chat to us on Twitter at SAHomeowner, hashtag homeowner show. Do you have any questions about simulated stone, about colonial stone? And remember, we have a competition coming up and Alison is going to be telling us all about that after this. Hello and welcome back to the Homeowner Show on TM Live. I'm Kerry Hayes, editor of SA Homeowner Magazine. And today we are in studio with Alison Vaya, one of the founding directors of the Colonial Stone Company. Now, Alison, before we even get into our next segment, tell us about this competition. What can one of our lucky listeners win? Kerry, they can win a, a garden patio installed at their home, which can be either a circular patio a rectangular or a square patio of approximately 10 squares, depending on what the needs of the home is. And if you've been listening, I can assure you that you're probably chomping at the bit to find out how do I win this fantastic prize. Well, you'll have to keep listening because we're going to ask the question at the end of the show. But hey, in the meantime, tweet us at SA Homeowner, hashtag Homeowner Show. Alison, we've spoken a bit about the company, the Colonial Stone Company, Tell us a little bit more about yourself, your childhood, and what molded you to become the person you are today. Well, Kerry, I think one of the influences was my dad was an extremely visionary man. He loved Spanish architecture. He loved detail. He loved nature. And he always used to say, Ali, look at the big picture. Don't hassle too much about the details. So I was brought up with big picture thinking. I was brought up with strategy. It was of drilled into us from a young age um, and that's not to say one mustn't worry about the details but if you're brought up to vision when I go into a home I vision as I walk in unfortunately when I go into bad hotels I also vision I walk in I think oh my word or a lodge why did they do that why did they not put a window there so it's just instinctive now that visioning so I think some of that comes from my dad um, from my dad's side of the family and then in terms of my background my background is so broad with such a myriad of disciplines that has all assisted in I think imbuing me with different facets of the way I interpret my work so I started out doing a bit of fine art at university 
wasn't the best fine artist, loved history of architecture, I wonder why, but then carried on to do an honours in sociology, specialising in industrial sociology. So you might wonder how on earth did I get to where I am now, but after working in different companies and always using art and design in whatever I did, I did some postgrad design in the UK. I also then specialized in elements of landscaping. I studied elements of interior design. I studied elements of marketing and I studied elements of psychology. So with all that background, um, every bit that I tapped into informs the way I work. So for example, when I am working with a client, when they greet me at the door, I'll immediately see the way they dress, their style. I'll walk into the home, I'll get a sense of what colors they like, what textures they like, what style draws them. In my interaction with them, it, it will become apparent what makes them tick, what blows their hair back. And so we start to connect within literally minutes of a kind of understanding. Not everybody's open. Sometimes people are very, sometimes very, people are very clipped. And that's where your emotional intelligence comes in, where you start to draw on a little bit of what that person, sometimes you've got to dig a little bit to get to what does that person really want? Because it's their home. It's not my home. And I want it to be what they're comfortable with. So sometimes we've got to draw out the client a little bit to find out what resonates for them, what works for them. So I think in all of that background, that's what makes me so passionate about my work. I'm passionate about people and I'm passionate about design. And I get to do the most amazing job in the world and I get to see the most amazing houses. That's an immense privilege. I take my job as a privilege that I get paid for. Wow, I'm feeling very inspired just listening to you, Alison. Would you say there are any particular milestones that really stand out in your career that have kind of built you to the place that you are at now? Well, I think it's been a gradual evolution. In the beginning, I was definitely less sure of myself. And as I've gained momentum over the years, I draw on past projects. So when I'm working in a site, I'll say, oh, I remember when I did that house in Kailami and that really worked or that really worked. So in terms of milestones, there have been some milestones. I mean, it was wonderful when we won overall prize in for Decorex, top standard Decorex one year. Um, and that was a lovely celebration of our, t of our artistic element and how driven we are by design. Unfortunately, the same year, we didn't sell a lot of stones. Everybody wanted to know where we got the Indian door, where we got the cactus, where we got the fur throw. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a catch-22 when you do shows that you want to sell the product, but you also want to show that you have artistic integrity. So, yes, that was one of the milestones. And we continue to love celebrating getting awards, which we always striving to do. We collaborate with landscapers who inevitably win, win awards by working in synergy with us. So yes, we're constantly doing shows, tapping into new energies, evolving. Now I'm going to talk to you about shows a little bit later, but what inspires you in life? What keeps you motivated? What keeps you creative that you then inject that into your work? I think it's passion. It's design. I'm inspired by my family. I'm inspired by my surroundings. I'm inspired by Africa. 
I think it's an immense privilege to live in this country. I love this country with a passion. Um, so everything I do, I want to do the very best I can do in every project. Whether I'm working in a 50 million rand home or I'm doing some pensioner's back garden, I want to imbue the same passion because that's just become something of what I stand for, I think. So I don't know if that answers the question. It does. And I really think that that's what every customer wants to hear. No matter how big or how small a project is, you get the same dedication, the same commitment, the same quality of service. And clearly from what you're saying, that is what Colonial Stone brings to the table. And, and I think we also try and imbue that in our staff, the staff that work below us, because I have designers who work under me. And they know that our name is synonymous with not looking for square meterage. We never are there to try and see how big a project we can do. If anything, we're almost known for this in the industry, myself and all the designers below me will say, I'm not quite sure about cladding in that corner. Don't think it's going to work. That would work, or we put them onto tiling ceramic specialist or something else. So I think there's a certain integrity in how we work, and hopefully that integrity goes throughout the company right down to the, the people who are actually doing the deliveries. Let's talk a little bit about your own home, which is actually right next door to your Honeydew premises. Take us for a walkthrough, and do you actually use a lot of your own products? Yes, we play. My husband is the builder and I'm the decorator. So we love to play with our products. For example, when we moved into that property, it was a simple little farmhouse and um, there was a farm dam, like a real Karoo farm dam. So we took that and we were just sitting on a Sunday morning and we were just sketching. And we took that and we created a Moroccan patio um, onto it and we tiled the whole dam with blue tiles and made a Moroccan retreat. And it's really charming. It's in some of our ads. And I think it's on our website. So we've just played from our first home to this home. And we continue to play. Our latest project, one of our latest projects, is um, the pool pavilion, which you see on a lot of our ads, because it's playing. It's playing with our brand. So I think we'll probably be building and designing till the day we're walking in our Zimmer frame. And inside your home, what is your interior decor style? Um, I think it's a mixture. It's a mixture of a little bit of French influence, quite a bit of Spanish, um, some California Spanish, and as well as some Moroccan influence, some African influence. And people often ask me, why on earth the name Colonial Stone? But it was a play on the word colonial because we like to think that we bring to the party all the global influence but imbue it in an African context so yes there is a play and some people feel architecturally you can only have one genre home of an or another if you've got a colonial style you've got a modern style you can effectively blend different styles but the emphasis is on blend not on jar and I think that's the key and certain styles work better alongside others now, my next question is one that every parent would say, but you can't ask me if I love one child more than the other. Do you have a favorite product that Colonial Stone offers? Well, I think there are two that work together. The one is the French provincial uh, flooring because it just works so well. We recently did a beautiful medieval stud farm in Kimberley. It's the top Frisian stud farm in the world, actually. 
with the top one of the top stallions in the world. So it's really a charming different project. Um, and another project we're involved in is creating a very beautiful French home um, clad entirely in a French look stone, which is different to any other cladding in the country. We combine three different ranges. Uh, we use a white grout and it gives a completely different feel. So it literally looks like a, an old French stone home in France. So that's, that's my joy. My joy is pushing the boundaries of what we're doing in this country to evolve. And that certainly has been one of, we, we, we created that look. Now, just going back to your own home, what makes your home special to you? I think what makes it special is the character and people come in, they can't quite put their finger on it. They walk into our home and they go, it's very unusual. It's kind of a bit quirky and they can't, but, but part of it is the textured walls, the flagstone floors. Most people don't have flagstone floors in their home, um, the furniture, the styling. And then sometimes when we entertain at night, we have 50 candles lit throughout our home. And we also live in a beautiful landscaped environment. So it's just got an incredible indoor-outdoor feel. So yes, we really enjoy our home and it, it encapsulates the memories of all our travels. So I think there's an embodiment of that in the home. Well, I think you are one of the people who'd be on my top 10 list to have dinner with in your home. <laughs> Don't forget that we have a competition coming up. Um, Alison is going to give us the question after the break. And yes, chat to us in the break. We're going to take a little bit of a, of a music moment now. Send your comments, send your questions at SA Homeowner, hashtag Homeowner Show, and we'll catch you after this. You are listening to the Homeowner Show on TM Live. I'm Kerry Hayes, editor of SA Homeowner magazine. And today we are chatting to Alison Vaya of the Colonial Stone Company. Gosh, we are loving your comments coming through on Twitter. Thank you for chatting to us. Let's get into a question, Alison. Adele asks, how long would it take on average, or how long would the stone on average last in an outside area? Not an easy question to answer. Okay. Um, on an outside area, it is a little bit different to an inside area. We can seal the stones. What we do find is that the sealant protects the stones hugely. However, there is a difference between outside and inside. Where it's under roof, we've, for example, sealed inside our showroom and nine years later, it's still looking great. Eleven years later, still looking great, but there's no UV. Where it's outside, the sealant can sometimes break down or diminish over six to seven years. And in certain areas where the heat is trapped, that is the only time I've found the sealant breaks down within two to three years. Um, so the sealant does protect it hugely and it certainly gives it far greater longevity. We also believe in only using the best ingredients in terms of we use the best quality cement, the best quality crushed granite inside the product, um, our vibration systems, our curing systems. So we have incredibly high MPA. Our MPA is between 45 and 55. That's incredibly high in our environment, in our industry. So we do everything from our side to also inform the client so that when we go, for example, we border on Eagle Canyon. If you drive around Eagle Canyon, see a lot of driveways. The one we did the first house, 11 years later, that driveway is still looking fantastic. So that makes us feel proud 
of what we do, that there is longevity. However, there is the onus on us to inform our clients that with the sealant, it certainly does protect it more. With salt chlorinated pools, for example, it has a very aggressive reaction on the coping stone and the surrounds. So we always advocate with as a salt chlorinator, you have to seal heavily. Now, unfortunately, it's a catch-22 because sometimes some people don't want to have a salt chlorinator and don't want their kids to slip. So then, unfortunately, it, the onus is on us to be honest and just give them all the ramifications that, that make they can make an informed judgment call. My the, the, uh, the responsibility on us as a manufacturer is to do provide the very best product we can in the, within the simulated industry as well as telling people what can ensure greater longevity. Excellent, and I hope that answers your question, Adele. Remember that Colonial Stone is giving away a fantastic prize. It is garden patio flooring, either circular, square or rectangular of about 10 square meters and that is installed. But please keep listening because we're going to ask you the question at the end of the show and we will then choose a winner. Alison, Colonial Stone featured at Grand Designs once again this year. Tell us a little bit about your experience of the show. Well, we like the idea of Grand Designs. It's a it's a originally a UK show with a UK television channel. Came into the country about five years ago. We do do quite a few shows, and we find that Grand is and Design is synonymous with our brand because we try to make every home, not necessarily Grand, but Grander, in whatever interpretation that is. So. For us, it's synonymous with our brand, but every show brings to, brings with it um, either high foot traffic or a certain kind of clientele. So we celebrate whatever aspect of that show that comes to us and we work with that. Are you seeing an uptake in the use of simulated stone? And what would you say are the benefits of simulated versus natural stone? Now there's a question. Okay. I have seen an uptake. When we launched a whole new range of the Inca cladding, which was about seven years ago, there wasn't much of that kind of cladding on the market at all. And I was recently paging through your the latest copy of the SA Homeowner. As you know, we're on the back cover, our ad's on the back cover. That ad showcased one of the claddings in a very, very beautiful home, in a contemporary home. And as I leafed through the magazine, I just saw our cladding and our paving popping up throughout the magazine. And there it was featured in a home in a beautiful driveway with four colors and a very nice design um, on a house that I personally collaborated on. And then later on, it popped up in a landscaping feature. Later, later it popped up in a house in Eye of Africa. Later on, it popped up in another feature. And that is symptomatic of the fact that this different form of cladding that has more depth and more character and more sophistication is finally taking a root. That's what I interpreted from that, from that particular, the last issue. And I think really, as you say, seeing the number of houses that are using colonial stone and, and the simulated stone really is answering itself. Yes. You did ask me, though, what the difference is between that and simulated and quarried. Um, quarried stone is quarried from the mountain. Now, I know a lot of the architects like quarried stone because it's true and it's authentic, and, and, and I understand very well that argument. And there are times in certain houses where I myself will say that is a stone, that is a house for natural stone. And I will collaborate with others to make that happen. 
but it, uh, one of the arguments for simulated stone is that we're not ravaging the mountainside and that we are creating um, something that is sustainable and all the cements, we started to use eco-cements, we started to be eco-conscious, we started to be green-conscious, we were aware of our carbon footprint, the way we construct our factories, the trees we plant. Whenever we do factories, we plant thousands of trees. So we are aware of that, um, of that element of the responsibility of the simulated stone industry to be a responsible partner in protecting the planet. But I think there is an awareness that the simulated stone that's now evolving is at a different level to what it has been. So it's becoming a little bit more fashionable and trendy because it's operating at a different level. And of course, another benefit would, would be job creation. It's one of the big things that we are faced with at the moment, not just in South Africa, but globally. And producing these incredible products is labor that is being paid for. Yes, no, certainly. You know, our factory would feed a whole lot of families. And that's part of what we find we're passionate about is that we're just one of the manufacturing family-owned companies in the industry in our country. But every small, I mean, several of the ministers have alluded to the fact that this, this country is so reliant on small business, small to medium business, and we are an SME. So those small to medium enterprises are actually what drives this country to a huge level. And if we can all be responsible in how we manage our staff, have social responsibility, have passion, have drive and deliver, we are contributing to the, to the country in a different form. Colonial Stone has a number of alliance partners also that you work very closely with. Tell us a little bit more about, to use your words, the symbiotic relationships. Um, we have developed over many, many years the most wonderful collaborative mechanism of working with other companies who we network with in the industry. At one stage, we belonged to an informal network association of 21 companies. Unfortunately, that didn't is, is no longer around tangibly, but we have an intangible network that we have developed, and we only recommend the companies that share our values and share our integrity. We will never, ever recommend a company that doesn't have our ethos or our passion or our commitment. So out of that has been born friendships, um, standing of many years because we operate in the same industry and we help one another and we assist one another and it's just, an, it's if somebody's needing a good decking company, I will say, look at this one or look at that one because I know those are the people that are going to service the client. So it's almost become an extension of how we operate that we try and be of help to our clients branching into other industries. Now that sounds like good business to me. Are there any exciting developments for Colonial Stone in the pipeline aside from your incredible factory? Well, we are constantly looking at evolving, creating new ranges and our focus at the moment is looking on accessories, architectural accessories, that all add detail to the environment and to the finished product. I have a question now on trends because I'm always, being in the industry that I'm in, and, and as you've said, you are as well, looking into trends. What trends do you foresee in the simulated stone industry worldwide? I see an evolution of still keeping the classical looks because some looks just don't go out of date. 
Um, if you look at a pinth detail on an co old colonial stone building, that is never going to go out of date. But what we are seeing is more and more, the good thing about the simulated stone is you can tailor the color um, to your existing paint color so we can tailor our trends more. Whereas a lot of the natural stones in this country are a little bit limited to a strong emphasis on the reds and browns whereas we are, it, it allows us to play a little bit more. So internationally, there are, more, there are a wider variety of stones available. So if we travel internationally, we look at different stone elements, natural stone, all over the world. But I think we're just tapping into a broader pool of ideas and trends. Now, I think throughout our chat this past hour, we've gotten a lot of practical advice and ideas from you. But what important piece of advice would you offer to homeowners looking to use simulated stone in and around their homes? I would say the first thing is make sure that who you're working with is a professional company and a professional installation company. Because, for example, our product well laid looks beautiful. I have seen our product almost unrecognizable in its not well laid format. And it's a little bit soul destroying sometimes when you see, you know what it's meant to look like. So it's quite a bit of money to do a project. Now, if you have to redo it or live with a badly laid product, it's such a bad investment. It's just not worth going that route. So that's one the, the one element. The other element is that we're talking about design. When we are dealing with a driver, we don't charge any differently for a color or a texture. It's one price on the cobbles, mostly one price on the flagstone. So the design element is such a huge component of the end look. Why not spend money with people who are driven by design because you're paying the same price? That's why we have AutoCAD designers under us who go out, quote, measure, give informed advice and a full AutoCAD drawing. It's all about the end result. It's all about the detail. Um, you're paying the same for square meterage. Um, it's just, why not get the value? Because a, a, in a particular home, the choice between one color and another can be absolutely critical. And uh, to my mind, the most successful homes are those where it's seamless. You walk in and nothing jars the eye. And that is always what we're looking to do. We're looking to complement, to blend, to accent, but never to fight with um, or jar against an existing style or look or trend or color. So that is my advice, is to really, really think deeply about when you do a project, because we come with the package of advice, of trends, of colors, and of, in, of immense detail. And that really was just the tip of the iceberg. I know Alison and her team are always available and ready to advise you, to give you some ideas, to chat about colors and textures and what would work best for your home. So really, when you see the details on our website, drop them a line, pop onto the website, and really, there's just an absolute host of valuable information there. Into the competition, Alison, let me just remind you what we have up for grabs for one listener only and I hope you've been listening to the show because we are going to have the question coming up you could win garden patio flooring which is really beautiful in either circular square or rectangular design of about 10 square meters fully installed by colonial stone 
So believe me, you know you are getting the best, best quality installation and something that will certainly last for a good amount of time. So Alison, I'm going to ask you now to please give us the question that we'll have to answer in order to win this prize. Kerry, the question is, when was Colonial Stone founded? When was Colonial Stone founded? So I hope you have been listening. If you haven't, please don't worry. If you've tuned in halfway through and missed some of the interview, don't worry. As always, our interviews go onto our website um, in our podcast and you can listen to it there. And if you need a little bit more advice, if you need a, a bit more inspiration, you can listen to the podcast as well. Alison, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a great hour and you always know that you've had a good time when time has flown by and you can't believe it's an hour later. Thank you, Kerry. It's been a pleasure. Right. So that wraps up our show for today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for tweeting us, for sharing a couple of questions and thoughts and comments. Please go onto our website probably from tomorrow, I would say, and have a listen to the podcast. See if that if, if you've got the answer to that question and you could win that fantastic garden patio flooring. We look forward to having you with us next week again same time same place on the homeowner show carry on chatting to us on twitter at sa homeowner hashtag homeowner show and until next week stay informed innovative and inspired